Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today we're going to be talking about my top 12 tight end rankings for the 2021 season. I've already put out my running back, wide receiver, and quarterback rankings. So if you haven't seen those, go check it out after this video. The tight end position in fantasy football is a wasteland. You have your top three guys who have pretty high weekly upside. Then you have your top six, which can provide some consistency. And then after that, there's just a huge drop off and it's pretty much a crapshoot from there on. If you guys are enjoying this video, if you'd leave a like, that'd be a huge help. If you wanna see more content like this, subscribe. And if you have any comments, you know, if you think I'm too high on a guy, too low, missing a guy, let me know in the comments. I'd like to hear what you guys think. So let's get into the rankings. At number 12, I have Johnu Smith. So Johnu Smith just signed with the Patriots this offseason, and when he signed, it was one of the first deals during the uh, tampering period, and I was super excited. You know, the Patriots have had a huge dead zone at tight end since Gronk left. They've been drafting guys, trying to bring guys in in free agency, and it just has not worked. And so I thought Johnu Smith would be a great fit there. He's a huge red zone threat, eight touchdowns in 2020, and I was really hoping on Belichick using him creatively. But then they go out and sign Hunter Henry, which was kind of a big blow to Johnu Smith's value, in my opinion. Last year, Johnu Smith started off the season on fire. In his first four games, he averaged 17.5 PPR points per game. But then the next 11 games, his highest scoring outing was just 11.2. So that was due to Corey Smith coming back. He kind of lost that role as the number two in the offense. And he also dealt with some injuries. I think with Johnny Smith here, you're betting on Belichick using him well and kind of using him as a big time red zone threat. At number 11, I have his new teammate, Hunter Henry. So once again, it's kind of hard to predict which one of these guys is going to break out for the Patriots, but I do think they're both going to have a role. You might hear some Gronk and Aaron Hernandez comparisons. That is just not even close. I mean, Gronk, arguably the best tight end of all time, and Aaron Hernandez could have been probably top 10. So it's really not comparable for Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. But I think Henry, he doesn't have a high ceiling, but I think he can be more consistent on a week-to-week -week basis than Jonu Smith. In Hunter Henry's four seasons, he's averaged 8.7 PPR points per game, 9.1, 12.5, and 10.4. So you kind of know what you're getting with him. He's going to get a respectable number of receptions, yards, and touchdowns. And this is more of a consistency pick here. At number 10, I have Mike Gusecki. And Mike Gusecki is actually one of the tight ends on this list who has high weekly upside. Most tight ends, you know, they're not going to break past that 15 points per game mark very often. But Mike Isecki had three games in 2020 where he had 23 plus points. Those are some big booms, especially for the tight end position. There is uncertainty with Tua this year. You know, is he going to be able to take that next step? He was pretty tentative last year, was not pushing the ball down the field at all. The Dolphins did bring in Will Fuller, and they'll likely target a weapon in the draft. They moved down from the number three pick to the number 12 pick, and then they went on and moved that number 12 pick to the number six pick. So in that number six range, you could be looking at Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. All those weapons could be there, and I think that would also be a blow to Mike Gusecki. Noah Fant comes in as my number nine tight end, and he's going into his third NFL season. From his rookie year to year two, he improved in targets, receptions, and yards. That's what you want to see. It takes a while for tight ends to really develop, so you just want to see that improvement over time. Cortland Sutton is returning which kind of hurts Noah Fant's target share. And he has to deal with some poor QB play with Locke. But I feel like if the Texans go out 
Maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson. Maybe they get a guy in the draft. I think if either of those happen, Noah Fan has some decent upside this year. At number eight, I have Logan Thomas. And with Alex Smith, Logan Thomas was an absolute target machine. And so I do think that's going to go down. I mean, Alex Smith was check down God, feeding JD McKissick, feeding Logan Thomas. Alex Smith was not getting the ball downfield at all. But I think Logan Thomas still can be a fit in this new Washington football team offense. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in, and Logan Thomas is a big body red zone threat. The man is six foot six, so I really think he can be a big red zone guy and has potential in this new and improved offense. At number seven, I have Robert Tanyan. So the Packers went out and they placed a second round tender on Tanyan, which basically means that teams can offer Tanyan a contract, but the Packers have the ability to match that contract. And if they don't, the team would then have to give up their second round pick to the Packers. So it's pretty likely that Tanyan will be returning to the Packers this year. And I think that's big for Aaron Rodgers. Tanyan was basically the number two weapon behind Devontae Adams. And it's possible they don't bring anyone else in, which is why I like him at this number seven slot. He averaged 11 PPR points per game last year. and was an absolute touchdown machine. He had 11 touchdowns, which is crazy for a tight end. And he may experience some regression with touchdowns, but I think Tanyan can improve that target share and really become a trusted uh, weapon for Aaron Rodgers. At number six, I have Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Ertz is basically gone. I don't even know what happened with him. He was a top guy and then dealt with injuries, contract disputes, and now he's just being kicked to the curb. I would like to say that Zach Ertz, if he's traded to the Colts or basically any other offense where he's going to be the number one, I think he has to be within probably my top 10 just because he has an upside that you know is really not here for tight ends normally. The Eagles trading their number six pick to the Dolphins for the number 12 pick I think is a big deal for Dallas Goddard because in that number six range, they were looking at potentially a Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. So you still may get a weapon, but Goddard is still remaining a top option there. I mean, you're looking at the receivers they had last year. You have guys like Rager. I mean, basically that's it. They had guys like Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, who they've both let go of. So Dallas Goddard is kind of going to be a safety blanket, I think, for Jalen Hurts this year. Moving to number five, I have the Detroit Lions tight end, TJ Hawkinson. And TJ Hawkinson had a nice improvement from his previous year to last year. TJ Hawkinson was a pretty consistent option last year. He averaged 10 plus points in 10 out of 16 of their games. And you know, the Lions are a mess, but I do think that means TJ Hawkinson will be a top option. They have Jared Goff at quarterback, which is pretty questionable, but they lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. They're bringing in guys like Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman who really aren't anything special. So TJ Hawkinson will have a big spot in this offense. And, you know, hopefully he can produce on likely an offense that's going to be pretty inefficient. Number four is Mark Andrews from the Ravens. He had a pretty disappointing 2020. You know, in 2019, he averaged 13.8 PPR points per game. And I think people really expected him to build on that in 2020. But he kind of fell to 12.2 points per game. And I really think a lot of that was due to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson really struggled throughout this year, and so hopefully he can turn it around in 2021. But Mark Andrews does provide upside that a lot of these other tight ends do not. Firstly, he's basically the number one option there. The Ravens have shown that they are not willing to go out and get Lamar Jackson a top-tier weapon. They brought in Sammy Watkins, but I mean, that does not compare to the Kenny Galladay's, the Juju Smith-Schusters that were out on the free agent market. 
and Mark Andrews has big playability, which a lot of the other tight ends on this list do not provide. He scored 12 or more points in 18 of the 14 games last year, and so you can see his ability to put up those big numbers on a week-to-week basis. At number three from the 49ers, I have George Kittle. He's a part of this big three that I kind of have been talking about. You have Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey. And in my opinion, Kittle is a number three in that group. He's incredibly consistent. He's averaged 15 plus PPR points per game in the last three seasons, but he is behind Waller just because the Niners have more weapons. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have Debo Samuel. Also, George Kittle is a great blocker, so they may be using him in the run game when other guys are getting to run routes. Basically, George Kittle just isn't going to receive the same amount of volume as guys like Waller and Kelsey are. At number two, I have the guy I just mentioned, Darren Waller. I mean, wow, a huge breakout season in 2020. He averaged 17.4 PPR points per game. That is crazy for a tight end. Let me just give you his stat line from last year. 107 receptions, 145 targets, 1,196 yards, and nine touchdowns. I mean, those are wide receiver one numbers, and he is the clear number one option for the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders lost Nelson Aguilar. They're bringing in John Brown. They have Henry Ruggs, who really hasn't broken out yet. So their receiving core is pretty lackluster, but the one consistent is Darren Waller being their top option. All right, my last tight end to the number one guy. This is really a no-brainer for me. I have Travis Kelsey. From 2014 to 2020, Kelsey has only missed two games, and one of them was last year where they just sat him out because they had already clinched their spot in the playoffs. He averaged 20.9 PPR points per game last year, which would have been the wide receiver three. So when you're looking at his value compared to the other tight ends, you know he could really end up averaging six more points per game than even the number four or number five tight end off the board, which just really shows that positional value that he possesses. You know, if you're going up against a team, you're likely to have an automatic three or four point advantage at the tight end position. The positional advantage that Travis Kelsey provides is just absolutely absurd, which is in my opinion why he's likely earned the right to be a first round pick this year. I don't know if I'm going to be taking him in the first round just because you really like to get those running backs off the board. But if you're looking at the difference between him and like the number four and number five tight end, that could be a six or seven point cushion. But if maybe I have the 10, 11, 12 pick and I'm able to get Kelsey in that second round on the turnaround, if he's my second player off the board, I will be buying that all day. Being able to start off your draft with an Austin Eckler and then a Travis Kelsey, I mean, that's a pretty awesome start. You're getting yourself a solid RB1 and then you're getting the best tight end in the NFL. And I'm not too concerned about wide receivers this year. The wide receivers in rounds three, four, five are super deep this year. I mean, you can get guys with wide receiver one upside, potentially in the fourth round. All right, I'm going to be posting my rankings on the screen. Let me know in the comments what guys do you agree with, disagree with, what kind of videos do you guys want to see next. Let me know in the comments. I'll make sure to get back to you. And if you like the content, like and subscribe. That would be super helpful for the channel. In the next couple of days, I'm going to be coming out with some mock drafts, maybe some free agent recaps, my dynasty rankings. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.